Hey gang, let's play it smart out there tonight. I want to see a lot of work from you guys. Put your heads on the ice out there. Guys, we all know how to play hockey. Just play it smart. That's right. You're not there. Stick up. Fuck them, Christ. Pop them. Come on, Charlotte. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go now. We need this win, you know. We got a lot of losses to. Yeah, we got a lot of losses. That's what we're here for, guys. To win. Play heads up out there. I mean, let's be smart. Man for man, we're better than any fucking club in the league. And let's just put our minds to it. Come on, Braden, our line starts. Come on, 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 come on
couldn't decide really what it wanted to be tonally, and that can work sometimes. Yes. But in this instance, I don't think that it did, at least not for me. I didn't hate it. It's fine, but I didn't think it was anything particularly special. I I liked it. I had mm-hmm. a good time. I didn't think it was great by by any means. It was fun. It was cool to see the the, the guys who did this movie, Radio Silence. They're uh, like independent dudes. They did uh, the VHS. I, I know that for, for sure they did the first VHS movie, the segment, the last segment. I want to say. Not the wraparound, but the last one with the haunted house. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, those mm-hmm. are the guys who did that. So uh, I was, I was looking forward to it. You know, I was giving like your low budget guys and see what they can do with a larger budget and some talent. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a pretty good job. They, um, yeah, tonally, it didn't know what it wanted to be at yeah. points. <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure it really just wanted to be a black comedy. Yes. I do too. But, but there it, weren't as many laughs as there should have been. It wasn't pulling it off. No, yeah, exactly. It wasn't. And when you cast Adam Brody, spoilers, sorry, everybody's probably seen this movie already. But when you cast Adam Brody, especially after seeing him in a movie like um, Jennifer's Body, I expected, I fully expected him to be super fun, completely evil, with no conscience at all. And what I got was the opposite of that. <laughs> and I couldn't help but be disappointed. And I know that Adam Brody does... is He's not one note. I get that. He's a little one note. But in this, he's not. And I was disappointed. I think that's what really brought me down. Really? Is that it was a waste of Adam Brody for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was fine. I, I'm not sure if I'll ever see it again. No. I, I won't. But yeah, it was it was good to see it. I, I'm happy I finally saw it, so I can see what everyone else was talking about. Yeah, Samara Weaving is great. Mm-hmm. She's very charming and likable from beginning to end. You're invested in her character surviving for mm-hmm. sure. But other than that, eh. mm. yeah, I most of the characters are conflicted about what they're doing, like hunting her down and killing her. And I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be the rich eating the poor and uh-huh. like this fun romp where the poor wins. Right. And that's not what happened. No, no. Well, maybe that's good it didn't live up to what you're expecting. It was something yeah, different. It was something different. Maybe I need to give it another shot now that I know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And the ending, which I'm sure surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it did me too. I. Didn't know if it was going to end like that one Kevin Smith movie about the the ranch one, Red Red State. I didn't oh, know if yeah. it was going to end like that or if it was going to end the way it did. And hell, it said fuck it and it ended the way it did. And I was satisfied by that because was... throughout... Well, we'll think about this movie though. And you had actually, you had actually spoken about this, that you were kind of upset through the movie because they were killing all the help. Yeah, I like, didn't like that. Like none of the rich people died. Well, that was for a reason, because they needed them all to be alive at the end. Yeah. So they can all... But they were also <laughs> treating them like cattle or pets. Like, oh man, I really liked that babysitter. Yeah? What do you... Well, well okay, those are those characters, be, yeah. You're going to be callous about the help that you actually know, but you're conflicted about hunting down and murdering this stranger... That's what I mean by it can't decide what it wants to be. Well, don't you think maybe that that kind of plays into the wealthy people and that they, they, I guess, uh, uh, 
it would if it were acknowledging their help as human beings, but they're mm-hmm. not. I mean, they're not. They're just like, oh, I really liked that cat. Oh, okay. Well, so <laughs> they're they're thinking of these people lower than them, right? Yeah. Lower than their level, and maybe Samara Weaving isn't on that level. I just feel like her life was somehow more important to them than the people that they actually employed and knew. <laughs> so, like, figure out what you are, movie. That's all. That's well, all. I think we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that we, one. We will. I didn't think we'll. it was bad, but I was disappointed. Okay. I was, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I was just okay with it. So, all right. C minus. I was going to go to C plus. Okay. B minus. Yeah, around there. Uh, next movie you didn't watch with me because I'm pretty sure you didn't want to watch this movie with me. No, well, you stayed home. We both stayed home sick, but I played video games and you uh, watched, watched like a four bunch or of five movies. movies. Yeah, uh, one of the first ones I watched was The Mule, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I wanted to see this one because Clint Eastwood lately has been pretty hit or miss, and this one kind of lies right in between those hit and miss. I I, I haven't seen like. There's, like, the military ones he does, or the one with the the train, the French train, or, or where the guys stop the terrorists on the train. Oh, and it's the actual guys yeah, who did it and right, not right. actors? Yes. That did seem ill-conceived. Yeah, there's that. And then there's a few other ones which I haven't seen. And then Richard Jewell it looks okay. Maybe I'll check it out at some point. But I, I'm liking the ones with Eastwood in them, playing an old craggy dude. And... I was. I thought this movie would be more like Gran Torino, and it isn't. Okay. It, there are parts where it kind of is. Sounds like it would be. It, okay. Yeah, it sounds like it would be, but he plays a different character than he did in Gran Torino. Okay. He's crotchety in Gran Torino, and this one he's more lighthearted. He's like a a, a, a horticulturist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, he ends up losing everything because everything becomes online, and he's old and doesn't want to do shit online anymore, and he doesn't want to. You know, upgrade to, to up online things, so his business okay. fails, and he pretty much had cut. Like he, his work was number one, his family was number two, mm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So now all these years later, like he he'd missed his daughter's wedding because he was out gallivanting with the flower people. Played by stuff. played by his actual daughter, right? Oh no, shit, really? Yeah, Allison Eastwood. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And um. I lost my trailer. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> where, where did I end up when you when you, you had to tell me that it was his daughter? She missed his wedding. Oh, he she missed, missed he her missed, wedding. He missed her wedding. Yeah. And so then years later, he's out of a job now because his whole farm is gone, and all of his migrant workers that he was all fun like chilling with all left him and everything. And he packed up his truck and went to his daughter's. I mean, his granddaughter's like uh, engagement party. Oh, okay. And he shows up and all, like, his his ex-wife and his daughter and her husband and everything just fucking don't even go to the party. Like, why is he here and everything? Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's only here because he has nowhere else to go. <laughs> and there's, like, this one dude at the party who sees all this happen and he goes, he approaches Clint Eastwood later on. He's like, hey, man, you know, you ever need a job or something? If you drive, you just, that's all you do. I got a job for you. And then that's where he becomes the mule oh, and starts driving drugs throughout through the country because no one's going to stop this old dude driving this old truck right. who drives the speed limit and sings and stuff. <laughs> he loves to drive. <laughs> so, okay. 
Interesting. So he's playing against type. That's good. I like that. Um, I heard you laugh a lot while you're Cause watching Because it was this fucking movie. hilarious. Okay. He, he, and it's true. Twice during this movie, he has a threesome. Ew. I know! It's hilarious! Ew. <laughs> and he's, he's all like happy 90. about it. And, and, like, he rubs it in some dude's face the first time. And then, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I'm so happy I skipped this. And, and there's just parts throughout where, like, these drug dealers are, are telling him what to do. And he's pretty much just telling them to piss off to their face. He's, like, 80, 90 years old. He's like, I've been in wars. Like, these guns don't bother me. I'm going to take these routes... Yeah, that, and that's pretty much the movie. All and right. It was fun. I had a really good time watching it, and it was hilarious. Like, Soft pass for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why, because some 90-year-old dude got some prostitutes? I mean, I already wasn't interesting, because as a human being, I'm not a big fan of Clint Eastwood, but mm-hmm. watching a 90-year-old man have a threesome twice? Well, you don't no. see it's implied. You don't see him fucking people. Still gross. There's like so a, there's what a, if like ten years ago Jessica Tandy just had a threesome with a couple of people and nobody's fool or something? Good like that. for her. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> I wish there were more scenes would, like that. It would never happen. Yeah, I do too. I, no, I, I don't. I'm just saying. Hey, man, old Rolls people reverse. like to get down too. I have Ugh. no problem with two studly dudes jackhammering fucking Rose from uh, Betty White. I don't care, man. Go no. for it. Pass. Uh, well, rude. I'm, so you, what grade would you give this movie? Uh, I'm going to give it a C plus, B minus, around that area. Because I don't want to go to a lemon party. I'm a prude. Well, you're not going to any of Witnessing one? If it's part of the movie, and, and <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with that stuff. All right. I wouldn't have any problem with... Fucking B. Arthur doing that shit. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Next movie. Um, another movie you really didn't want to watch. And I have no idea why. Because I've already seen Venom. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> and it's not like Venom at all, actually. All right. Not Even, at all, really. No, not at all, actually. Okay. He doesn't I'll, have like a foreign entity in his body telling him what to do and looks a lot like Tom Hardy. Oh, well, you got a point there. <laughs> Thank you. But it's not its not a comic book movie, though. Right, okay, fine. It's not a comic book movie. <laughs> it's not, it, this is exactly what Scorsese was talking about. Right here. Okay. How different Venom and Upgrade are. Okay, Venom, you know he's going to live. There's, they're not taking any chances with that movie. Okay. Venom is all, like, you know Tom Hardy's going to live. Right. You know all these people are going to live. You know he's going to get the bad guy. Everybody's safe in that movie. PG-13, like, they're going to make money off it. They're going to make a sequel, and they're going to throw it in the, the, the cinemas again. I mean, people die in that movie, but I see your they point. They do, yeah. yeah. But Venom's going to come back. Tom Hardy's going to come back. Yeah. All that stuff's going to come back. Like, you, you don't have any emotion invested in those characters. Okay. Upgrade, on the other hand, is, like, you don't know what's going on, but then you get an idea of what's going on with this character. He does get an, uh, he's paralyzed, and he gets a chip put in him, and this chip uh, acts like a conduit, because he gets shot in his spine, like his neck, so he can't feel anything below his neck. So there's, like, this little conduit they put in there, this little roach centipede-looking thing, and then... It connects what was torn from his spine, so he's able to control his body again, but it's more of this 
thing that's in his body that's controlling it. Okay. Uh, do you want me to? Keep, do you want me? I'll spoil so it. He, Fuck so it. So he needed. I mean, he does. He uh, consents to this because right. he's paralyzed. Okay. Right. And uh, because he knew the guy who made this this program, and he he uh, this guy redid like uh, car, old cars because this takes place in like 2050 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where robotics are like people have guns in their hands and there's drones everywhere. Okay, there's all it's this is way in the future too. So um, he uh, yeah he makes he restores old cars for this really rich kind of like uh, uh, what's that fucking Apple guy like him and uh, he's like a recluse and everything so when Tom Hardy is killed the rich guy comes and gives him the option like hey I can make you walk again do all this try this thing out I haven't tried it on anyone else but by the end of the movie you figure out that this program inside of him has planned this thing from the start and that Hmm. this program became sentient and it made the 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 creator do all of this, put all this in the plan. He put he made sure like his wife was killed, and he made sure you got shot in the neck. Like this whole thing was planned, and you figure this out by the end of the movie, because at the end of the movie, uh, the uh, Logan Marshall Green character sees that uh, he's going to kill himself, and right before the end, he shoots at his neck, and then he wakes up in bed. And then his wife is there, and well, he wakes up in a hospital bed, and his wife's there, and he can move his arms and everything, and he's just fine. And his wife's like, everything all right? And it was just a bad dream and everything. And at that point, I'm like, motherfucker, what the fuck? (laughs) But then, 20 seconds later, they cut back to Tom Hardy, and that program had taken over his body and taken over his brain, and the system was just like, I was waiting for him to break. So I can keep him in his own mind, and I can take over his entire body, and I can be the supreme being. And I was like, "Oh fuck! All right, uh, hell yeah!" That was the fucking ending. And interesting. Yes, and that, it's a badass movie. I liked it a lot. I give it, I give it an A minus. Okay. Now you said Tom Hardy, but you should clarify. Tom Hardy, American Tom. American Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy <laughs> Logan Marshall Green. Now. Uh, from there, we'd watched another Logan Marshall Green movie. Yes. One that we'd seen before, but both really liked. I wanted to see it again. I re- really wanted to pay attention this time. And it's called The Invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by Karen Kasuma. And, uh, yeah, this movie was pretty awesome the first time we saw it. And I, I just had to see it again. Just to see if I can spot little parts and little things that went on that I didn't see before. And I think I was pretty intoxicated last time, too, so I really had to pay attention this time. And yeah, this is a really good movie. It's very tense. It's about uh, a dinner party where our main character, his ex-wife, has uh, gotten together with some guy that she'd met in rehab, and they moved into his old home, or the home he used to stay with her because her parents were rich. Mm-hmm. And they invite him to come over and have dinner with all of their friends, and they're pretty much there just to um, indoctrinate them into their cult, in a way. Right. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, and drink the, the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That and, is literal. And we follow around throughout this whole movie, the, the Logan Marshall Green character, as he's trying to piece all this together. Because something is not right. Because there's these other characters at this dinner party, too, who aren't... They're friends. They're kind of weird people. There's the, yeah. the hippie chick, 
and then there's the the guy uh, Drew Carey's brother from the Drew Carey show, John Carroll Lynch. Right, he's yeah. there, and he he is like the seems like the the leader of this this not not leader of the cult, but one of the the main guys who recruits people into yeah. this cult. Because the leader of the cult, they show on a video, and that is not Dennis O'Hare. I was completely wrong. That was uh, Toby from, Huss from uh, blah 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 uh, the Glow, and he was yeah. Halloween, the latest Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the Wiz and Seinfeld, right? And he, and he used to do a bunch of commercials for MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude is a weirdo, but yeah, this is a definite check. This one out, I definite. give it an A. Because uh, Logan Marshall Green and his ex-wife, played by Tammy Blanchard, Eden, they experienced a trauma. They lost a son, and that's part of the reason why they got divorced. So the whole time, you you do kind of wonder, is Logan Marshall Green just still grieving up? Like, which right, one yeah. is it? And you don't know which one. Yeah. Until it happens. <laughs> and then Spoilers, it's a movie from 2016, <clears throat> yeah, 2015. Should have seen it by now. Something's it's fucking up. awesome. Yeah. Check it out, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's wonderful in it. Yeah. American Tom Hardy, all the way. <laughs> Poor <laughs> bastard. <laughs> he's a good actor. He was great. He really is. He's, yeah. Actually, he is a really good actor. I After, like, The Invitation and Upgrade, he was good in, too. Um... Well, he was in Spider-Man Homecoming, Homecoming, I think. Yeah. Is he? That's confusing. He played Shocker in Spider- then Bokeem Woodbine oh, ends up taking over right. the role from him. Like, yes. Because he gets killed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> American Tom Hardy is in Spider-Man. Yep. That's right. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Next. So, yeah. Check it out. And fine, I'll check out Upgrade. Yeah, check it out. definitely check Well, I fucking ruined it for you now. That's all right. Now I'm out. curious. <laughs> I want to see the execution of this story. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good, man. <laughs> Our next movie. I watched this without you, and mm-hmm. you got mad at, that I did, but I was watching a bunch of movies. Yeah. So, and I was I sick. will watch this, I, yeah. I, I had chills. I had the chills, man. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I couldn't Not get warm. Not from this movie, necessarily. No. I'm being sick. I should have chills from this movie. Absolutely. Anyone should have chills yeah. from this movie after watching it. Uh, it's called 16 Shots. It's the documentary about Laquan McDonald in Chicago, which we live in Chicago, so we knew all about this. Uh, this documentary didn't really bring anything new to the table for me. But well, that's for people who maybe don't know the story. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is Sorry. that it was cool to see people involved with it talk about it mm-hmm. and see people from both sides and their interpretations of things. Of which the story, re- which is? Which is uh, the story of Laquan McDonald, the uh, 17-year-old kid who was shot 16 times by a Chicago police officer. And it took uh, a long time for like the dash cam video to come out or anything to come out about the shooting because it was misrepresented. There was... Saying that uh, there was only one shot, and then like yeah, there was there's tons of stuff in between there. About the mayor this. of Chicago was involved in keeping that uh, the, video from being released, and then a reporter sued using yes. the Freedom of Information Act and got that video. Yeah, it was it was yeah the mayor, it was the the chief of police, mm-hmm. uh, it was our uh, uh, district attorney. Also, and all those people ended up either getting fired or quitting, which is yeah, it's crazy. He like he's no longer our mayor. <laughs> no, he's no longer our mayor. No longer our district attorney. No longer our uh, our commander. So yeah. our chief of gone. Yeah, I'm sorry, commissioner. Com- yeah. Was it the commissioner? Was it the commissioner. Yes. I forget. I'm sorry. 
He ran for the mayor, which was hilarious to me. Like, yeah. Fucking nerve yeah, on guy. you. And the fucking nerve in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, like, with the, the fraternal order of police, just hearing their side of the story just fucking enrages you. Yeah. But they don't have the fucking common decency to admit that their officer was wrong. Right. They don't have the fucking... It's 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 ridiculous. Because sixteen shots means that that officer reloaded. No, right? no, he didn't reload. He didn't. He, okay, no, I'm sorry. He didn't reload. I'm mistaken. But it was one officer, and he shot the kid sixteen times in a matter Starting of like ten seconds. Starting in the back. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's and and he finally he was convicted of seventeen different counts. Well, second degree murder and sixteen counts of aggravated assault, once yeah. for each one shot he fired. Bullet. He only ends up serving the uh, secondary murder charge. Which is seven years, yep. which he's serving currently. Currently, and he'll probably be out in about two or three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Mm. I do think it's important to mention, if we haven't yet, that this kid had a tiny little knife. Uh-huh. That was what he was armed with. Right, and there was and like... And he clearly had some mental illness too. Yes, and yeah. there were plenty of cops out there. And there was a point where the initial responding officer was following that young man and you can see it on the videos he was trying to like talk him down and just follow him and when he took the stand for the prosecution all the police officers that were there supporting van dyke got up and left the courtroom turned their back on the guy because he he just told them what happened right and that guy did really nothing wrong other than just follow the kid. And then they blamed that police officer for that kid's death because right. he didn't shoot him before. Yeah. Right. When Van Dyke's testimony was completely contradict- contradictory to the video yeah. that we all saw. Everyone saw. Yeah. It. Yeah. And still, he just, everyone just kept it like, no, that's what happened. He, he lunged toward us where clearly he did not lunge no. at all. The shots started in the back. Right. Yeah. And, and he, as soon as he pulled up in his car... About five seconds after he pulls out, he blasts the kid. Mm-hmm. So, definitely check it. this one out. It's uh, I believe it's on Showtime. It's on Showtime, yeah. It's a, it's it can be kind of infuri- infuriating if you are a person who likes to see people being held accountable for their actions, right? And it's it's non-existent for police officers. For that to happen until now, finally, and this is the first police, Chicago police officer that's ever been convicted of murder, mm-hmm. ever. Chicago's been around for a long time, yep. And that just shows you the corruption and the cover-up that all these different people went through for this, because they ended up paying the family before they even showed the video, like six million dollars, I believe, probably even oh, wow. more. Wow, I don't think I knew that part. Yeah, they paid out they paid off the family because they weren't gonna take it to trial because they knew all that shit would come out. But then yeah, the uh the journalists sued to get the tape and all the fa- different families sued to get the tape and they finally released it and everyone saw and then then the shit hit the fan and mm. people started getting fired. Yeah. Yep. Except for the police officers. Who didn't get fired. Right. Until I think maybe recently, maybe one of them did. Recently, I think three of them did. Okay. But they were also prosecuted and were acquitted. They were, yes. Yeah. They were, yeah. Then they were fired. And they got their pensions, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Falsified police reports and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Chicago. (laughs) I mean, it's happening everywhere is the worst part, but yeah. 
Chicago ain't innocent. Never nope. has been. Now, you started watching this little mini-series without me, but I caught it halfway through. But I knew a lot of it anyway. Yeah. And it was Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, this the football player. This was just released on Netflix two days ago, I mm. think. And I burned right through it, because of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's a three-part mini-series, so it's about three and a half hours long or so in yeah. total. Um. And it starts with his childhood, his high school football career, his college football career, his family, um, his alleged homosexuality and a relationship that he has with one of his high school friends. Um, and it and it sort of it tries to deconstruct why someone would do this, especially someone who just who had signed who had such potential. And after he murdered three people that we know about. Uh-huh. He signed a $40 million five-year contract (laughs) with the Patriots. Um, And the reason that I love true crime documentaries is because, and I think the reason that all women do, is because you want to know how, why would someone do this? Uh Um, And I thought this was really interesting. It doesn't justify him murdering three people. No, Of course it doesn't. But it definitely offers some insight into why he would do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, toxic masculinity, yep. uh, homophobia instilled by his father and by just, you know, everyone around him. Uh, Possibly CTE. CTE, they definitely go into that. Um, they interview Ryan O'Callaghan, who was one of the first NFL players to openly, to publicly come out. Um, and he talks a lot about what that was like and what it was like to be a closeted gay person in football. Um, and then they, yeah, the, there's a, a doctor who analyzes Aaron Hernandez's brain. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know anything about medicine or the validity of this study, but when you look at a normal brain and you look at Aaron Hernandez's brain, there's like a big hole uh-huh. in the middle of his brain. And they show uh, video footage of him getting knocked in the face over and over and over yeah. again and falling on his head and... That does something to a person. It definitely does. And I already hated football. I I think that the NFL is a morally corrupt institution. (laughs) Absolutely. It's an incredibly violent and dangerous sport. And this documentary didn't change my mind. That's for sure. Well, I got to ask you this question. What are we doing for the Super Bowl this year? Nothing. Okay. Just like every year. <laughs> now, I will say that in the past, I have participated in Super Bowl parties. I remember nothing about any of those games. <laughs> Rex Grossman was at one. I remember that. <laughs> remember Rex Grossman, everybody? Me neither. Yeah. 15, 15 years ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was before I even met you. <laughs> Maybe right no, you knew. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. Okay. So it's a really interesting documentary. The homosexuality is alleged. Yeah, or at least bi. He's, he's at least bisexual. Is from right. What some of the I people mean, were it's, saying. I believe his childhood friend, and when he says that they had sex with each other, at least bisexuality definitely, yeah. and something that he felt like he needed to hide. Now, whether or not he murdered one of his friends because that was something that he wanted to hide from him is pretty unclear. It's mostly speculation, but. Creating a human who's that violent 
definitely there were a lot of factors at play there. Yeah. And the homophobia of his father was one of them. And feeling like he couldn't be himself was one yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 It's just a bunch of things. Yeah. Can't just pick one. So it's sad. It's not hard to make me cry, but I did cry in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily sympathize with Aaron Hernandez. He's a murderer, but... Maybe had circumstances been different, he wouldn't be. And I'm also not saying that football players who've had a lot of concussions are murderers. That's not what I'm saying. Or inherently violent. I'm just saying football is terrible. You want to know what else is terrible? Yeah. Screw it over fucking John Wick. That's terrible. <laughs> I finally saw John Wick Chapter 3. Don't hurt John Wick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Uh, it was better than the other two. Uh, I want to say that Keanu Reeves is our best action star to date right now. I'd probably agree with you. He does a lot of his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he trains. It's cool to see the videos where he trains. He puts his body through hell. It's cool to see him do all this shit. He's like 50. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I think he's exactly 50. You didn't see Stallone or Schwarzenegger do any of that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that these movies are done by better directors, too. Like, okay. And these are done by like stuntmen and uh, or action, just like action guys. Mm-hmm. Done by fucking, ugh, so good. Like, they're not not a lot of quick cuts in this movie. A lot of long fucking fight scenes. Holly Berry, how old is Holly Berry now? Probably like early fifties. Early fifties. Yeah. Holly Berry is a is a better action star than any other woman out there right now. Any other superhero woman out there right so now. So she's doing a lot of her own stunts. She, yes. For the record, I did not see this with you. Yes. Yeah. She was fucking fantastic in okay. this movie. She's not in it that much. She's only in it probably about a half hour, 45 minutes. But her scenes where she's fighting and she has like two dogs that help her fight. And she's shooting and breaking people's arms and blowing people's heads off. And, dude, <laughs> she, and, you, and it's all her. Well, not all her. But <coughs> sure. most of the scenes that you see are her in them. And she's doing them, and dude, you got to give it to her, man. Like that's what I think action stars should do now: mm-hmm. go out there and do their shit. I'm not saying do be like Tom Cruise or Jackie Chan, and, like run down a building or yeah, take or off with being hanging from a plane. Yeah, yeah, don't do that shit. But still, if there's fight scenes and stuff, be in those fight scenes. Yeah, like all right, come on, man. Let's if you want to be an action star, be in the fucking movie and do Agreed. it. Agreed. Don't be like Nicolas Cage, where... And there's this Dave Chappelle joke I bring up every once in a while, how he was on uh, Con Air. He was, uh, he was in that movie. Right. And, like, they're like, uh, hey, uh, his scene where he dies, he's like, hey, Dave, uh, why don't you go wedge yourself there in that plane tire and while we take the plane takes off and then we'll shoot. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then, like, for Nicolas Cage, like, oh, yeah, uh... With this scene where the the character Nicholas Cage picks up a glass of water, we're gonna need a stunt double in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, cunning! But yeah, John yeah. Wick is it's an awesome movie. I I, I was kind of lukewarm about the first two. They were all right. I had a good time watching them. But this one, this is the one. And okay, I liked two. I've never seen one. And you don't really need to see any of them. No, I think, you don't. Not even yeah. Just yeah. see part three, and it, it, they bring you up to speed anyway. Yeah. And they'll make jokes throughout the the movie about the first two, but like, dude, what set this guy off? He's like, someone fucking killed his dog. Yeah, I know about the puppy, <laughs> <laughs> and that was enough for me to know why he would have to fight his way. 
But yeah, I'm I'm curious. I would check it out if you yeah. want to watch it again. I yeah. probably will. Yeah, I probably will. This is a cool time. De- definitely for you to see the Holly Berry stuff. Okay. And to see what I think more female action stars should be doing. Okay. And more male stars should be doing too with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm impressed by that. And I think, I don't know why it took me so long to see this fucking movie, but it was great. All right. He also seems like such a fucking good guy. Yeah, he does. I want to support his career. <laughs> I want to have a sandwich with him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2010 film... A Horrible Way to Die. I picked this movie because I am a fan of Adam Wingard, and mm-hmm. I know that uh, the Godzilla vs. King Kong movie is coming out pretty soon, so I'm interested to see his take on that. Uh, if you don't know who Adam Wingard is, he directed movies like uh, VHS, one, uh, a segment in VHS, the first one and the second one, and uh, he did uh, You're Next, mm-hmm. which I liked a lot. That was an awesome movie. So good. <laughs> but his best film... <clears throat> which gets an A plus from me is the guest, right? Which, <clears throat> which is <clears throat> funny because earlier on, <clears throat> uh, when we were talking about Ready or Not, you were saying this is a bunch of different movies and I couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. Yet here's the movie, The Guest, where it's a bunch of different movies and it knows what it is. Yeah, and it works every so. time it changes to a different movie. Yep. It's still got a clear voice yes. about what it is. Yeah. Yes, so it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is why I wanted to, to finally kind of dig into his, his backlog here of, of earlier films, more independent films. So I picked this one. Uh, he has a few more, but I saw that this one was more readily available than the other ones. Mm-hmm. This is available to rent on Amazon. It was like four bucks. Mm-hmm. You can actually buy it for six bucks. I sort of wish I had. I, I, well, how did you like it? Did you like this movie? You know, I I liked it, and it sort of falls apart for me at the end. Not uh-huh. falls apart. It's a little anticlimactic. Yes, I'll say that too. Yeah. yeah. It is. And so I was sort of disappointed, but the story held me all the way until the end, definitely. Mm. Same here. I did like the ending, but I think it could have been executed better yeah like there was no suspense right i'm not necessarily disappointed in how it ended Uh uh-huh but yeah it there was i wasn't very tense really right yeah yeah Uh, so this movie basically is that there's uh an escape murderer and serial killer serial killer Mm -hmm. and he's in pursuit of his ex-girlfriend and she had fled from that that whole thing where she was she was going out with him and She's when he got caught found some bodies and called the police right yeah. and so she left and she is in witness protection because they ended up catching him and 
she wanted nothing to do with him and kind of faded away and became an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where our movie kind of starts for her is that she's in an AA meeting mm-hmm. and ends up meeting someone there and then they end up hitting it off and having a relationship. And all the while this is happening, her ex-boyfriend, the serial killer, has broken out of uh, broken out of prison. Right, they're transferring him right. and he manages to kill both of the cops and get away. Yeah. Yes. Before, but this movie kind of jumps around a little bit, and you don't know for sure that the serial killer was her boyfriend until about halfway through the movie. Is when mm-hmm. you this is when it's shown to you. You might have guessed before, but that's right when the it, the movie tells you, like, yeah, her boy her boyfriend was the serial killer that we've seen throughout <clears throat> throughout the movie so far, murdering people. Right. And from there on. Uh, we meet that that guy she ends up meeting in AA, nice guy and everything. He's played by Joe Swanberg, who's <laughs> also like in your next. Uh, he was in, he was in the VHS segment where it's over the laptop and they're like on Skype and he's talking to his girlfriend over Skype and she's like cutting herself and like cutting into her arm and then no 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 it's the honeymoon one that he's is it the honeymoon one he's in oh yeah 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 yeah. the other one yeah okay those guys are somewhat similar yeah the honeymoon he's in that one right 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 he's kind of a dick in that one you can never trust him kind of a dick in everything yeah Yeah. i mean the likable you snicker at him right dickhead yeah he's also a director too he does Mm -hmm. uh quite a few movies he's directed so it's cool to see see all these guys because all these guys kind of stick together, too. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Bowen plays the serial killer. He's also in You're Next as uh, one of the sons who plans the murder of everyone. Mm-hmm. He was he was in The Guest also, very small part. He was, like, second in command to um, the the main, the, the FBI guy. Man, I don't even really remember that. Yeah, I know. He's, not, he's in, in only in, like, one or two scenes okay. really quickly. So, yeah, he's in there. Amy Steinmetz, uh, Simitz, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. who is getting a lot more attention lately. She was in uh, the Pet Cemetery movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're next, of course. <coughs> um, Alien Covenant, which Alien I forgot Covenant. about too. Yeah. Yep, she played uh, what's his face's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny boy, uh, Danny McBride's McBride, boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, girlfriend in the Alien Covenant. <clears throat> then yeah, of course, Joe Swanberg, and then we got. I finally recognized him at the end, but. One of the uh, masked individuals from Your Next is one of the guys in the movie too. Yeah, I wouldn't <clears throat> have recognized him. I did yeah, that that fucking the the eyes like those dead eyes he has. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's that guy from Your Next. Yeah, the okay. fox mask. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's all he's billed as. It's right. Fox mask. So yeah, this is an interesting movie, and it gives us something I, I, I kind of I guess I've never really seen before. Yeah, I think my only complaint in this movie, and I know he did it for a reason, was the camera work. Shakes it a lot. Very he, like, shaky. waggles it. It's, I yeah. wouldn't even call it, like, shaking. It's just, right. like, hold still. Yes. It's like if I, I gave my dad a camera and told him <laughs> to film a movie. <coughs> That's what it kind of seems like. Mm-hmm. And told him it was, like, vacation video. and you, Yeah. <coughs> right. That I didn't like. Should mm-hmm. we, are we going to walk through it? No, yeah. not really, because no, we, we pretty much just gave it yeah. everything away and we how it is. Everything. Like, uh, uh, her character, uh, Sarah, uh, our main protagonist of the movie, 
we see her struggle throughout the film, you know, trying to get over alcoholism and having a serial killer boyfriend. Yeah, she's <clears throat> really trying to... She likes <coughs> Kevin, played by Joe Swanberg. She doesn't feel like she's quite ready to get into another relationship, but she gives it a shot. Right. She puts herself out there. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, that's pretty much the movie. I mean... Well, we didn't talk about the twist, which did not surprise me, I'll be honest. And maybe it's because I just don't trust Joe Swanberg. Yeah, exactly. It it didn't surprise me all that much either, but not like I ever figured it out. But, I mean, it didn't surprise me. I wasn't surprised, (laughs) exactly. I I even, I think I said, I knew it Mm -hmm. when it actually happened. So the twist is that he and a couple of his friends are big fans of Garrick Terrell, A.J. Bowen's serial killer character, and they've lured her into this remote cabin Mm -hmm. so that Garrick can get her. Right. (coughs) But the thing is, Garrick never wanted to kill her. Right. He he was a sociopath, so he wanted to keep his girlfriend, which he loved, and that was his, like, he didn't want to kill her ever. Right. He was never going to kill her. He mm-hmm. kept her while he kept sneaking out and killing people until she finally caught him. And he was like, I don't, I didn't blame her for, for turning me in. I mean, I loved yeah. her. Mm-hmm. So he, instead, because these guys have been writing him in jail, so he broke out of jail to kill them, not her. Right. And that's the twist. Now, when you say love her, I don't think that he's capable of loving her. In his anyone. mind, he loves he her. He believes he loves yes. her. Yeah. And I do want to point out that on his way to go and meet with her, he kills a few people yes. along the way. And well, he has to kill a few people so he can get to save to. <laughs> his save his ex-girlfriend and kill the guys that did that. I guess. I, well, that's I in his mind, of... though. He's no, the crazy one. No, I get one. it. That saving her is interesting. But yes, it, but in does. his mind. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, I think the most interesting part, well, she's hanging upside down. He kills the three guys. At the end. And mm-hmm. she says, baby, can you untie me? She's calling uh-huh. him baby, honey. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is going on? Uh-huh. But there's no twist past that. She no. just, it was her, it was someone that she loved. She's calling him something that she used to call right, him. Right, yeah. And he lets her go and then yeah. he dies and she runs out and that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simplistic. Not really hard to follow. Other than, you know, they do cut back in between uh, past, present. yeah. In, for times, you know, it's but a you figure it bit out. Confusing, but you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. you can figure it out. If you just pay attention to the fucking movie. Right. You figure it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I am gonna give this movie a C plus. Oh, I actually give it a B plus. Okay, I was invested through the entire thing. I was just a little disappointed at the anti climax. Mm-hmm. I I think a lot of it was the camera work that killed it for me. Yeah, that I was under- distracting. I understood why he did it, but I don't like it. So. Fuck me, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there Anything were l- else? 11 deaths. There were four breasts. Favorite part? <sighs> wow, I think my favorite part might be the end, actually. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know if it's my favorite part, but it's worth mentioning. So she follows him to the storage unit. This is in a flashback mm-hmm. before she knows he's a serial killer. Opens the, the thing. Sees the, a dead body locked up in a, a wardrobe or something. And it's interesting, when she calls the police, she's still in such denial. She's like, but I know that he didn't yeah. do this. He couldn't have done this. 
someone else. Yeah. And that did get me thinking, like, if I discovered now that you were a serial killer, what would I really think? And I do feel like I would sink so deeply into denial. Like, <laughs> he couldn't have done this. Maybe not favorite part, but very interesting part. Okay, well, I, I guess another interesting part for me to, I, I guess I'll elaborate a little more, is that throughout this movie, you're thinking that he's coming to kill her. True. Mm-hmm. I think, I thought that. Did you think that also? Oh, definitely. And I think everyone else who who watches this movie will think that too, is that, okay, this is going to be a movie where at the end, he's going to end up catching up with her and trying to kill her. And And it doesn't happen. Fight to the death type of thing. Right. And it doesn't end that way at all. See, that's why I kind of like the ending a lot. Me too. Just the execution, I know, wasn't all that great. Yeah. Not all that much suspense. Yeah, there's a little bit of tension, but. I think it could have played out a little a little better, but this is like one of his first movies. Yeah. This is ten years ago this movie came out. I wonder if they have more dialogue together that Adam Wingard decided to cut. Mm-hmm. This is written and edited. I'm sorry, not written. Directed, directed and, and edited. He built yes. it by Adam Wingard. So I wonder if there was more of a dialogue between the two characters at the end that for whatever reason he decided wasn't working. Right. Yeah, I guess I wanted more, but I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty simplistic. There, yeah. There, you don't get a lot of dialogue with the, our, our serial killer and uh, Sarah. Right. You do get flashbacks of them, and it's and it really isn't like they're having conversations. It's really just them either in bed, just being themselves, mm-hmm. or... Um, she catches him leaving one night and they just have a conversation then. And that's kind of pretty much it. But I think you get enough sense of their relationship just from those interactions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you needed to have a scene of them going shopping or something or... No, I agree. All their scenes... That would take me out of it. Yeah. All their scenes take place in the dark. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an interesting movie. It's a cool, it's a cool little starting point if you want to start watching Adam Wingard movies, it's like building a your way up. Of life trauma. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else to add before I I end this and and drink some water? Two boobs. Four. Four. There were ah uh, four boobs, live yeah. boobs and dead boobs. Yeah, even still number. count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they learn that just because someone's a serial killer doesn't mean they kill everyone around them. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about does it for us this week. We will be back next week. I have a bunch of movies written out. And for the rest of January, uh, we'll be doing it each week. But it's going to be a movie I or Jesslyn hasn't seen yet. So... It's going to be interesting. Okay. Like, yeah, not... I got the list, right? We're sticking to that yeah, list. Yeah, I'm going to stick to a few more movies on that list and probably throw the rest of those movies out and start again. All right. I, I, I think I'm going black exploitation next movie. Yeah, I really didn't want to watch those. <laughs> We're going to watch a black exploitation movie. <laughs> Thank you, Nothing everyone, for joining. Black exploitation. I just. I'm very my white ass. It's really uncomfortable discussing those movies. <laughs> well, my half white ass isn't, so we're gonna have a good time. All right. So check us out next week, everyone, and have fun and listen to some of our other episodes. Uh, take it easy. Thanks for listening. Bye.